0: This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fannick, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated.
1: Tech Guide, episode 568. Hello and welcome to the show. Great to have your company once again. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. And on this week's show, we've just returned from the Apple event in the US, and we'll take you through all the major announcements, including the iPhone 15, the 15 Pro, Apple Watch Series 9, Apple Watch Ultra 2, and the new AirPods Pro. In the Tech Guide reviews, Blackmagic Design has released powerful, a powerful camera app for iPhone. Boost Mobile has updated the iPhone trade in values ahead of the iPhone 15 launch, and Technics has released a next level direct drive turntable. And we'll answer all of your tech questions in the Tech Guide Help Desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Well, as I mentioned at the top, I was in the U.S. last week in Cupertino for the Apple launch event. And any Apple launch event, of course, that happens in September involves new iPhones. And this time out, of course, we had the iPhone 15, the iPhone 15 Plus, iPhone 15 Pro, and iPhone 15 Pro Max. So, yes, the same screen sizes, 6.1 inch and 6.7 inch for 6.1 inches the iPhone 15 and the iPhone 15 Pro, 6.7 is the iPhone 15 Plus and iPhone 15 Pro Max. They go on sale this week, September the 22nd, and they start at 1,499 for the iPhone 15, 1,649 for the iPhone 15 Plus, 1,849 for the iPhone 15 Pro. And $2,199 for the iPhone 15 Pro Max. Now, those prices are around $100 more expensive than the iPhone 14 models. And, uh, well, I think that might have something to do probably with the the currency exchange rate between Australia and the US. Not sure, but they are more expensive. And I think what we'll find is that in the current economic situation, it, it, it's, it's obvious that not everyone is going to update their phone every year or every, even every 2 years. So this is a device that I think is aimed at customers maybe from who've had the 12 and, and earlier to bring them up to speed because if you had an iPhone 14, I'll be honest, I don't think this is a wor- worthwhile upgrading to the 14 from uh, from the 14 to the 15. There is there are, there are a lot of changes and improvements but the 14 still a great phone and will last you for years. As will this, I think when people make an investment in this new device, this is something they're going to hang on to four or five years. I think it's it's pretty powerful, got an excellent camera, it's going to do everything they need for years to come. Now let's have a look at the uh, design. Uh, both phones have had a slight design tweak. The the biggest one though is the iPhone 15 Pro and Pro Max. They now have uh, moved away from the surgical-grade stainless steel, so the shiny, polished sides of the phone, which which I've found to be fingerprint magnets. They've now been replaced by the lighter, yet uh, equally durable, grade 5 titanium. And instead of the shiny finish, it's got a brushed matte finish. So brushed metal with a matte finish, so no fingerprints. It actually looks quite smart. The... What the this makes the phone also about light a bit lighter. I, I think about 19 grams lighter, which is it's actually noticeable when you pick it up. You, you do notice it's a little bit, a little bit lighter. And for a product you use every day, that doesn't hurt. Uh, the on the iPhone 15, they have a new color infused finish. Uh, speaking of colors, uh, we should go back to actually to the Pro. The Pro he has natural titanium, which is like a grayish color, black. Titanium, white titanium, and blue titanium, all pretty self explanatory there. The natural, as I said, more of a grayish color. Uh, and on the iPhone 15, there are there is pink, yellow, green, blue, and black. And each of these look pretty nice too. There's sort of uh, the colors that have in, been infused into the back glass panel actually matches really nicely with the aluminium the aluminium finish, the ring that goes all the way outside the phone. Uh, on the display side, the 15 Pro and Pro Max have slightly thinner bezels. So the black line that runs around the display is noticeably thinner on the 15. So you are sort of getting, it does give it more of an edge to edge look. Uh, and uh, the the display on the iPhone 15 now has the dynamic island. Remember, that was introduced with the iPhone 14. So this is the that little gap at the top of the screen. It's actually there. The gap's there to accommodate the front-facing camera and the sensor, by the way. But Apple give that space the illusion of changing and, and, and adapting to your latest notification. So whether you're listening to music or if you've got a flight coming up or you've booked an Uber, It adjusts, can go into that dynamic island, expand larger out of it. Uh, It's very cleverly done. But now that's across the board. Now, the 15 and 15 Plus have dynamic island, as does the, of course, the 15 Pro and the Pro Max. Uh, On the processor side, the iPhone 15 has actually inherited the iPhone 14 Pro's chip. So the A16 Bionic chip is now powering the iPhone 15 and 15 Plus and the new phones, the iPhone fifteen, the new Pro phones, the fifteen Pro, fifteen Pro Max, they are they've got a new chip, the A seventeen Pro processor, which incorporates a three nanometer processor, has nineteen billion transistors, and a ten percent speed improvement over the A sixteen. So it's ten percent faster than the iPhone fourteen Pro. Uh, and uh, the the chips also they they power a number of things, including gaming features like ray tracing, uh, the USB-C controller, which we'll talk about as well, Uh, and they also include uh, the iPhone 15 Pro models, uh, compatible with now with Wi-Fi 6E networks as well. Uh, Let's talk cameras. I think this is an attractive feature uh, for iPhone. I think Apple... They, you can safely say they make a camera that that, that takes that makes phone calls and, and mess and messages and runs apps. It's it's a camera, I think, at the heart of it. There's this the triple ca- triple lens system on the 15 Pro and 15 Pro Max, and I think the biggest update though, and there's, there are many. I'll just name a couple here. The Tetra Prism lens, which was what we we speculated it being the periscope lens. So they've called it something different. They've called it the Tetra Prism. So where the light bounces four times between the lens and the sensor, and that uh, offers up to five times optical zoom. So that's oh, that's a zoom with glass. Uh, so it, it does it does br- give you a 120 millimeter focal length. Uh, so and there's also a sensor that actually moves about. Uh, the, it's got a stabilization that can it's improved with 10,000 micro adjustments per second to make sure your videos are rock sharp, rock steady, and your photos are sharp as well. The iPhone 15, uh, their, the camera on board, that phone, has actually been upgraded to 48 megapixel. And again, it is inheriting another iPhone 14 Pro feature, which is that 48 megapixel quad pixel sensor. Uh, the other, I think a really interesting thing, a new feature, is being able to turn... Normal photos into portrait photos, and even being able to change the focus uh, between subjects as well in photos. That's pretty cool. A lot of pro features as well, which we'll get to in our review for next time. A lot of pro level uh, improvements uh, as well in the camera. So camera, I think Apple have always been really uh, faithful to the the the, they they've never ever been. They've never been one to be add gimmicky features to their cameras. They're they're real photography purists, and uh, it it shows with the features they've announced here that they've stuck to the the. the the best quality that they can put in a device as thin and small as an iPhone, yet still offering incredible photos, and that and that a lot of the heavy lifting is done by the processor too. There's computational photography, there's all these things of the phot- photonic engine, all this stuff going on in the background. So when you hit that that the capture button on your on your camera, it does produce some incredible results. There are a few other features uh, on the Pro model. You are getting an action button so instead of you having the switch which has been there since iPhone 1 back in 2007 the that's been now replaced on the pro models with an action button the 15 and 15 plus still have the same switch but on the pro models the action button allows you now to customize that button to keep it as to activate silent mode to take you into focus mode activate the camera the torch voice memo it's up to you how you want to customize that button Uh, And the big change, of course, and we predicted this also, it's USB-C, USB-C charging port across the board, not just for the 15 and 15 plus, but also the pro models. And this is to comply with the European Union, who stated that all phones sold in Europe in 2024 and onwards needed to have the same charging port, which was at the time accepted to be, the standard was USB-C, and Apple has decided to incorporate that a year early they weren't obliged to do that for another year yet but i think how apple described it was the fact that it's it's this new d- decision to create the same charging scenario as you have now with the ipad and the mac so you they said "Oh, the same cord can now charge the same cable can now charge all the all apple devices so that's a, a great way they spun it they never mentioned the european union at all so they are the they're the 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 Top line tent pole features. Um, the The phone is released this week. We'll have a full review uh, coming up later this week, so keep an eye out for that. We have uh, we we will we will delve a little bit further into uh, our experience with the phones, but those uh, features that I've just described to you now are the main new features, and I think uh, it's going to be a popular choice this Friday. I think there's going to be a lot of customers who are upgrading from, from much older phones. I think, I, I reckon we're talking iPhone 10, 11, 12. They're going to be, I think, deciding to uh, make an upgrade once and for all. But if you want to take a close look, we've got a, a hands on video as well as the story describing all the new features for the iPhone 15 and 15 Pro lineups. You can check that out at techguide.com.au.
0: Keeping you updated and educated. Tech guide with Stephen Fennick.
1: All right, the other big announcement at the event was the Apple Watch Series Nine and the Apple Watch Ultra Two. Um, the these are new, the latest versions of the Apple Watch. So, Series Nine is your is your what I call customer level smartphone smartwatch, I should say. Ultra Two is more your enthusiast outdoors, uh, athlete, that's the phone that you, that's the watch that you would probably choose. And one thing they have in common is a new, a new chip. So there's a new architecture on board, the S9 SIP chip, which I think is system inside processor or something. I don't know what that stands for, but uh, it is actually 30% faster than the series eight. So you are getting a bit of a boost, they're both both of the new Apple watches are powered by that same chip. The other change too is the fact that the screens are a lot brighter. There's the series 8 series series 9 screen can now actually uh, go has 2,000 uh, nits of peak brightness and the ultra has 3,000 nits of peak brightness. That, that's handy if you're outdoors in bright sunlight having that added brightness really makes it a lot easier for you to see the see the display. There's also the second-generation ultra-wideband chip which enables precision finding. So if you've got Find My for any of your Apple products, it is now a lot more precise thanks to the new the new ultra-wideband chip on board. But I think the feature that stole the show is an Apple Watch feature that's coming later this year and it is can only run on the Apple Watch Series 9 and Ultra 2 because it does need the new S9 chip. And that feature is double tap. So this is a gesture feature that allows you to activate various things and act on various things, things like answering calls, starting and ending timers, and uh, turning off alarms. Normally when that happens, you need to use your other hand to touch the Apple Watch's screen. And if, you've got, if you're carrying a bag or you've got a, a coffee or something in your other hand, then you've got to stop and you've got to try to, like one finger, try to tap on that notification or the button that needs to be activated. Well, now with this new gesture, it's called double tap. And it allows you to answer calls, go through your smart stack, end calls, end timers, turn off alarms, and without you even having to touch the screen. So it, the, the hand that you are wearing the Apple Watch with on, uh, if you double tap your index finger and your thumb, it will somehow detect, I don't know, through the tendons in your wrist or something that there has been a double tap. So it, it's like pressing the primary button or the digital crown to activate that particular feature or an on-screen button. So in the case of answering a phone call, there's normally a big red, a big red or green button, a green button for you to answer the call, and so now if you just double tap when that green button's on the screen, it'll activate that primary button, and you've answered your call without having to touch the screen, and with, without having to use your other hand. Uh, same thing applies if you want to hang up or do any of those other things I described, like alarms, timers. Uh, you want to scroll through your smart stack all of these things. There is also a hands-on video of that sort of demonstrating the how well that works. I'm, I'm very impressed with that. So that's Apple Watch Series 9 and Apple Watch Ultra 2. If you want to find out a little bit more, you can see our story at techguide.com.au. The other announcement uh, is to do with the AirPods Pro. Uh, it's AirPods Pro second generation. So they haven't Apple hasn't actually upgraded the earphones themselves. What it has done now is offering now the AirPods Pro Gen two with a USB C charging case. So earphones are the same, features are the same. It now now falls into line with the iPhone. So uh, USB C is now the the way you can charge the charge the, the AirPods charging case. So if you, you in in the box, you do get a in the iPhone box, you do get a USB C to USB C cable. And now across the board, whether you you need to ask your Android mates or iPhone friends. With the iPhone 15, you're all on. We're all on the same page. So there's some charging unity going on there, where the no need to pack all these different cables. USB-C now does the trick across all your Apple products. If you have the iPhone 15, of course, the older iPod uh, iPhones are still Lightning enabled for their charging, and you will still need to hang on to those charge, charging cables, of course. But from now on, the iPhone 15 and now the AirPods Pro Generation Two. Will be charged with USB C. Now, I think what what the there's some look, the AirPods Pro are excellent earphones, but I think what's happened, uh, the there's it has inherited some new features. And whether you've got the existing AirPods Pro 2 second generation or the brand new ones with the USB C charging case, you're still going to get the same set of new features once you upgrade your iPhone to iOS 17. So I think it's an iOS 17 upgrade that's going to make your AirPods Pro a lot more handy, uh, a lot more useful, easier to use. So uh, it, there's, there's a few new features. So they, they include adaptive audio, conversation awareness, and personalized volume. So adaptive audio... It's a new listening mode, so it, it, it's like a combination of transparency mode and active noise cancellation, and it's based on your surroundings, so if you're in a really quiet area, it's not going to need to do much noise cancellation, but if you hop on a bus or walk into a busy shopping center or a busy restaurant, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to adjust to to the, to the level of noise around you, so that's, it, it adapts to your environment. That's why it's called adaptive audio. And it, it uses computational audio to be able to to distinguish and turn down these sounds. Like, for example, if you're cooking in the kitchen and you're running a blender, it will recognize that and then suppress it, while at the same time, if the front doorbell rings, you'll still be able to hear that. So it's smart enough to distinguish between annoying sounds and necessary sound. So say at the airport, you hear the announcement that your flight is boarding. You want to hear that announcement, or if there's been a gate change or something to your flight, you want to hear that. And so that's why it's so smart. It does, it does adjust to your situation. Uh, conversation awareness. This is a, a new a new feature. We've seen this on other e phones, by the way. This is a feature that that when you start talking, it then turns into it turns all the exterior microphones on and focuses on, if you're talking to someone, it does focus on their voice. So you can actually hear them quite clearly without the need to take off the earphone. So uh, say you're walking down the street, you're listening to some music, you bump into a friend, you say, hey, g'day, Pete, or whatever, whoever it is. As soon as you start talking, the music is actually turned right down so you can hear yourself and also the person you're speaking to. And as soon as you say your goodbyes and you move go your separate ways, the music kicks back up again. And uh, you're back to your the listening mode that you were on before automatically. There is another feature called personalized volume. And again, this is an iOS 17 feature. It uses machine learning to take a look at your volume preferences uh, wherever you are. So if you'd like to have it up a little bit louder or depending on what, where you are, what time of day it is, it will remember this and deliver the ideal volume for what you're listening to and where you are and what time of day it is. So if you like to listen to your podcast loud, it'll remember that. Or if you want to hear your music maybe mid-level, sort of to chill, it'll remember that as well. Pretty good there. And uh, there's there's a, another feature the AirPods Pro second generation uh, will they'll enable lossless audio too. So uh, that, that means low latency when paired with Apple's Vision Pro, but that's a little bit further down the track. The Apple Vision Pro is not out till next year, but the AirPods Pro, uh, they, uh, that does have also the H2 chip as well. So it can deliver that lossless audio, 40-bit, 40 48 kilohertz. So if and when, or I should say when, the Apple Vision Pro does come out, you will be able to use the AirPods Pro second generation seamlessly with that product. Speaking of the Vision Pro, I had a funny little experience at the at the keynote. At the very start, Tim Cook was talking about, he was sort of providing some updates about some recently released and announced products. The first one was the MacBook Air 15-inch, and he flashed up a couple of quotes on the screen. Next, he got into talking about the Vision Pro, which I was just mentioning. And, again, he said the reaction to this was phenomenal. And then up came a screen of all these quotes from people who've experienced it, including myself. And there was the tech guy quote, I think, where the quote said, I've used many headsets over the years, but none of them hold a candle to the Apple Apple's Vision Pro. And I'm thinking, how cool is this? And I saw the, so the quote uh, I, was, I was sitting next to Trevor Long, actually, my my co-host for Two Blokes Talking Tech. He elbows me and says, look at you, there's your quote. Anyway, I was also running the YouTube feed on my laptop so I could sort of go back and do screenshots and look, sort of re- take another look at what was just announced. And that was running about a minute behind the actual presentation. And I had a look at it ready to screenshot it, of course, and I noticed one thing. They spelt my surname wrong. They called me Stephen French. From tech guide tech guide they got right i'm happy about that my first name Stephen, with a ph but french instead of fennec anyway still pumped about it i, I think uh that, that's that's a, a real honor to be included like that in this global global event so happy about it but in the meantime airpods pro second generation with MagSafe charge case usb also goes on sale on friday uh, as do the Apple Watches and iPhone 15. Uh, AirPods Pro second generation going to be priced, uh, same price as the previous model, 399 bucks. If you want to take a closer look at all of those things we spoke about, about from the Apple event, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. This
0: is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. And now a tech guide review with Stephen Fennick.
1: Aussie company Black Magic Design, re- well known of course for their amazing digital film cameras, have actually released a free app for iPhone users called Black Magic Camera. And this is basically a tool. It unleashes these film camera tools. And really unleashes the the power of your iPhone camera, and this is a free app, by the way, and it's based on the same operating system as Blackmagic Design's award-winning cameras. I've I've owned a Blackmagic camera before, and it is the same. It's the same uh, controls around the outside, the same operating system, but instead of using its own uh, its own system, it's actually taking over your iPhone cameras. And boy, does it put some powerful tools in your hands. So if you do like, if you see yourself as maybe a cut above the regular content creator or filmmaker, then you can use the Blackmagic app to really tap into a lot of the same tools that are being used already in feature films and TV and documentaries. It also links with the Blackmagic Cloud, so creators can all, can upload clips and collaborate with editors who've got access to the same uh, Blackmagic Cloud, so they can edit everything in DaVinci Resolve. So it is it does provide not only these tools, but also an amazing workflow as well. So it really does make your existing iPhone even more powerful by offering these controls and really adding a cinematic look to your videos. And what you can adjust through the app is things like frame rate, shutter angle, white balance, and ISO with a single tap. And what I like about the Blackmagic system, the, the on-screen uh, uh, operating system, is that it's got what they call a heads-up display. So all the controls are all listed right there in front of you. You can see lens, f frames per second, shutter, iris it's all there rather than you having to dive into a complicated multi-layered menu system, it is literally there at your fingertips. Uh, it's also po- possible to record directly to the cloud from your phone in 10-bit Apple ProRes files up to 4K. So if you've got a solid connection, rather than taking up the space on your iPhone, because ProRes that files are really huge, really big, imagine being able to pump them straight up to the cloud uh, one feature of the iPhone 15 to get around this problem, too, is the ability to connect USB to the USB port, an external SSD drive, so you can record straight to a drive as well. So there's there's some solutions out there, including the Blackmagic camera app as well. Uh, all these controls are right there for you to see. Uh, autofocus, is just simply, like you would normally, tap the screen in the area where you need to focus. You can also shoot in 16 by 9 or vertical aspect ratios if you want to create some sick TikToks as well. Uh, in the settings app you can also check out you've got you got uh, access to uh, monitoring audio camera setup recording and and a lot other features in the record tab you can you can uh, you've got control over your video resolution the recording format you want to use uh if you want to use standard prores or if you if space is an issue you can also record in h.264 and h.265 there's also a lot of audio options as well you can even add an external microphone, and then in the media tab, that's where you can access all your clips and scrub through and check them. And you also upload straight to Blackmagic Cloud from your clips folder as well. So really, it does really boost the power of your iPhone if you're shooting a lot of video. Definitely worth a try because uh, they they do know what they're doing, Blackmagic, and having the same sort of controls on an iPhone as you would have on an actual physical Blackmagic camera. That's a game changer, and and it's free. It's a free app, so you got nothing to lose. Jump into the app store. It's only available for iPhone, of course, so not, not no Android uh, version, unfortunately. Uh, but iPhone users, jump on here. Cost you nothing. Black magic camera app. If you want to take a closer look, check it out at techguide.com.au. Now, we know the iPhone's going on sale this week, and this is the week that people think, well, what do I do? Do I trade in? Do I sell my phone? Do I try to make this purchase cheaper? It's funny. I think the number of uh, uh, sell iPhone searches uh, on Google have increased by like 700% or something. So, a lot of people are in the market to maybe trade in their old iPhone to make the new iPhone cheaper. So say you, you might be rocking a camera, a, a phone, iPhone that's a couple of years old, you wanna you got your eye on the iPhone 15 or the 15 Pro, well, you can make a move and make that purchase cheaper. Now, Boost Mobile has, uh, they've updated the trade-in values of recent iPhones, and you're talking up to $1,080. That's for the iPhone 14 Pro Max 256 gig, and you see all the values there. It's like 950 for the 13 Pro Max, 815 for the 13 Pro, 680 bucks for the 12 Pro Max, 455 for the 12, $515 for the 11 Pro Max. That's a four-year-old phone that's still got worth $515 and the iPhone 11 is worth about $310. And this, of course, all depends on condition. Uh, and the beauty of the Boost service is that they have an app that allows you to not only test the device that you're trading in, but it also give you a value as well. So say you've got your iPhone 13 Pro, you install the Boost mobile app on it and runs it runs a series of tests you On the phone, it checks the screen and ports and various other things. At the end of that process, it'll say, okay, based on what we've done and we trust what you're telling us is the condition of the phone, it's worth X amount of dollars. If you accept that, you are sent, then you're emailed a Australia Post label, which you then package up the phone, put the label on, drop it off at the post office for free, so it's free shipping. Once Boost Mobile receives the phone, confirms the condition, the money goes straight into your account or your bank account or your PayPal account if you want. So really easy way to do it and a, a, a quick, quick and easy service that the app is a real game changer there that allows you to do all these tests on the device to save them having to do the tests. Uh, so it is something we should look at because according to the Boost's research, 78% of us have at least one unused smartphone in our home and 74% are willing to trade in or recycle their old devices. Now, what's stopping some people from trading or recycling is the perceived lack of value. They don't think their phone's worth much, but you just heard some of those values there. Uh, the convenience, how how much trouble it is to do it, and also data privacy concerns. So they're going to wipe your phone, and these are the phones that become available then uh, to purchase as refurbished phones. So say you're trading your iPhone 12 in, then someone else will buy that, uh, after it's been wiped and every, it's, it's the, the condition's been confirmed and then it's given a price. So this circular economy is r- uh, really working well with iPhones, which tend to hold their value uh, a little bit better than most. I think Samsung's right up there with them as well. But uh, this, in, in, in light of what's happening this week with the release of the iPhone 15, Boost uh, could not have chosen a better time to come through with this trade-in offer and those updated values. If you want to check it out, Uh, You can see more detail at techguide.com.au. Now, who doesn't love a turntable? I've got one myself, but not as good as this one, the Technics. Uh, the Grand Class Turntable. They've just released the GR Grand Class Turntable, the SL1200 GR2 and the SL1210 GR2. I think they're the same, they're just different colors. That's why they've got different names. But this is the first offering in the fourth generation of the Technics Turntable lineup and lots of features to give you an improved performance over its predecessors to offer even higher signal precision in all its digital audio components. So it's also taken its direct drive turntable to another level and has significantly reduced any motor vibration and improved the tracking precision as well. That's all very important if you're you're running vinyl. I'm a big fan of vinyl. Vinyl sounds awesome, but it does take a little bit of, uh, you need a decent turntable and you also need the the vinyl themselves which are now like 60 70 bucks what i've found in my collection uh, are, are all the vinyls that i listened to when i was younger so i've got you know kiss and eagles and and the star wars themes all the soundtracks um the cars all of those queen i, I don't if it's new music i listen to it digitally if it's older music like Fleetwood Mac and all those bands, I I prefer to listen to it on vinyl because it reminds me of when when those that music originally came out. That was the format it came out on, and I'm not the only person who loves their vinyl. Like a lot of audiophiles that's their go to, their go to format for listening to music in its highest quality. Now the Technics, the these turntables, uh, are priced at three thousand two hundred and ninety nine bucks which for an audiophile, anyone who wants a decent experience with vinyl, they are more than willing to pay. There are turntables that cost a lot more than that, let me tell you. But these techniques have got pretty solid credentials and are 30, 30, $3,299. bucks. i will go through some of the key features again. Uh, they've got the Delta Sigma Drive, which has uh, is got the Te- Technics Coreless Direct Drive Motor. Uh, It also makes use of a low-noise, low-voltage variation power circuit. Uh, The turntable has uh, a a really easy layout as well. Three-millimeter die-cast aluminum cartridge spacers. It's got a rock solid two layered bottom chassis that's made of aluminium and BMC, bulk molding compound, which enables any resistance, a higher resistance to vibration. It's got the two layered platter that's made of aluminium and dampened by a heavy weight rubber as well. It's also got a high sensitivity S shaped aluminium tone arm and extremely effective insulator feet. So, all the features are there to provide a stunning. Experience with vinyl: the Technics SL1200GR2, the SL1210GR2, both priced at three thousand two hundred and ninety-nine bucks. If you want to take a closer look, check it out techguide.com.au.
0: You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec.
1: The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. It's a new year and our digital generation continues to see a rise in cybercrime and data breaches. Don't leave your devices without protection or your personal information open to exposure. It's time to have a plan to keep your devices and personal information protected. Save your time and money should the unthinkable happen and your devices are at risk to cyber threats like malware, ransomware or viruses or your personal information being exposed to cyber criminals looking to trade your details on the dark web. With Norton 360 Platinum, if you become a victim of identity theft, you'll have access to their dedicated identity restoration specialists to help you address your identity theft claim and help you resolve it. Norton 360 Platinum is available now at Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi, or online at au.norton.com.
0: All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk.
1: The Tech Guide Help Desk is proudly supported by our good friends at Belkin. And today we're actually talking about Belkin stuff on the the Tech Guide Help Desk. More more specifically, USB-C. Now, do you remember we mentioned earlier iPhone 15 and 15 Pro all now USB-C chargers? I think for a lot of customers who've been in the Apple world... A lot of them may not have experienced a USB-C, so they they may need to know a little bit about it. Belkin were actually on the front line of actually developing the USB-C standard, so they've 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 had skin in the game from the get go. They've also been very very good at educating customers about the format uh, and how it can be used to connect to to charge and enhance your productivity. So, uh, and of course, B- Belkin's already had a solid lineup of USB-C products, including cables and wall chargers and stands. But I think it's really important to understand USB-C, how it, di- it, it's not too much different to Lightning, but there is, there may be for some customers who have had iPhones their entire, all the time, they've never had a USB-C device. So not a lot, not a lot of Android people listening right now thinking about USB-C for ages, but for, if you're an iPhone customer, say, going to, like my parents, for example, have had, they've got, I think, iPhone 12s at the moment. So if they were to upgrade to the 15, this would be the first time they've seen on their phone USB-C. They don't have many USB-C other products. So here is a new format uh, that is now being directed by the European Union to be across every smartphone sold in Europe, and because these companies are global companies, Google, Apple, uh, Samsung, all are all going to create phones, not just for Europe, but for the whole world. So they're going to have USB-C globally, not just for Europe. The deadline was actually in 2024. As I mentioned earlier, Apple decided a year early they're going to comply. And this completes their transition because Apple already had the iPads and MacBooks and MacBook Airs across to USB-C as well. Uh, USB-C is a reversible connector, just like Lightning. So that's that's one thing you'll find in co- it has in common with that. Uh, and now it is a universal format because it's now Apple, the same charger can charge your iPhone and a Samsung phone. Uh, on the performance side, USB-C can deliver data at up to 10 gigabits per second. That's 20 times faster than USB 2.0. And it can also offer charging up to 100 watt. Uh, and can charge phones, laptops, and tablets, as well as delivering content, 4K content, to USB-C and HDMI display. So you, 4K content, that's four times the resolution of full high definition. And there are some products there on our story. We've written about it this week, USB-C uh, wall chargers. They've also got USB-C cables and also USB-C braided cables, which are a little bit more sturdier. So if you, say, have a cable for your car, somewhere where it's going to get a lot of use in, in in daily use, extreme conditions, then the braided cable will probably offers that added strength. If there's one just you need just for your office or the wall or something that's going to stay in the same place, then perhaps the regular USB-C cable will do the trick. You can find out more about USB-C. As I said, Belkin's been at the forefront of development of USB-C, have been uh, for since, since, the, since the word go, so they have had a say in the format and, uh, of course, supporting it with their products. You want to check it out, head over to belkin.com.au. And that is the end of our show for this week. Thank you for listening through to this point. If you need to find out about anything we've spoken about, of course, you'll find it at techguide.com.au. And we'd love to hear from you. So get in touch. Our email address is info at techguide.com.au or click on the Ask Stephen icon. And that will also have an email sent to me as well. We want to give a special shout out to our great sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, uh, the company that can keep you, your family, and your devices safe online. Do us a favor. Please support the great sponsors who've been supporting the Tech Guide podcast for years. Thank you once again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.